All righty. Joined today on iHeartRadio and the Tech of Sports by uh, a, a great guest. Pleasure to have uh, Leland Melvin here on uh, on with me this week, and he's in town for the Super Bowl. So we're talking uh, uh, tech and sports, which uh, which is great. And he is the probably the perf- most perfect person we've ever had on the uh, 270 so or so episodes uh, to talk about this. He's uh, served on board the Spatial Atlantis twice, and he was a wide receiver uh, at the University of Richmond and uh, also uh, was drafted into the NFL. So, Leland, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy day and uh, and talking for a few minutes. Thank you, Rick. Great to be here. Yeah, great. Uh, great to talk to you. I'm a, uh, a big fan, and uh, you're doing some great work. Kind of talk about what you're in town doing, uh, I guess promoting, uh, not only uh, showing that you can have a, a career in sports, but also uh, promoting science and, uh, and education as well. Yeah, I think that the really amazing thing about the Super Bowl and the sports that we have today is that there's a lot of NASA technology that's been, you know, come down from even the Apollo program. I mean, you think about the, the, the foam that we've used to cushion astronauts as we launched and landed is used to cushion the helmets for our, our, our you know, uh, NFL players as well as the shoulder pads and, and different aspects. You know, shoe design, you know, we have Apollo moon boots. Some of that technology has now gone into the shoes to make it more comfortable to play. And I think this intersection of technology and science and, you know, all these things, you know, they, they come over into our culture. And, you know, we, we watch this game on Sunday. We watch the Super Bowl. People are having a great time. But what if we go to Mars one day? We have this Mars rover here that we're looking at to transport astronauts around. But maybe they'll be transporting people on the Martian surface to actually go to a football game on Mars. And so this is something that I think we need to get more people thinking about as we become a possibly, you know, one day leave the planet Earth. And maybe it's for vacation, maybe it's for to colonize another planet. But what if a 10-kilometer asteroid comes and wipes us up? We may have to go. So how do we take these pastimes and things that we do and especially let our children see that they are going to be the ones being these future astronauts and scientists and leaders and give them the tools that they need to build and create the next generation of explorers and, and things you're going to do with our lives as a, as a civilization. Yeah, and, and maybe, Leland, indirectly what you're doing yourself is you're serving as an inspiration for uh, for that younger generation, showing that you really can, uh, you can do multiple things, um, sports, uh, science, uh, you know, things are kind of related, but really there's an opportunity there to uh, kind of do uh, whatever you want to do, especially uh, I find with, with girls. Uh, this is a field wide open to them. What, what kind of questions do you get from the kids when you're out and about? Well, you know, the kids ask me, how did you do both? How did you become an astronaut? I mean, to be a football player and be an astronaut? Because most people, that as, as teachers will tell them, maybe you can do one or the other. They don't think about saying that you can try all these things. And there's a book by Carol Dweck called Mindset. And we sometimes have a fixed mindset that either you can be a jock or a scientist, but you can't be both. And there are guys in the NFL now that are getting their PhDs from MIT in mathematics and there's a, there's a gentleman who is now a neurosurgeon who was in the NFL for a number of years. And so we have to break down these barriers that you can only do one or the other. And, and, and like, in shows like yours, I mean, we're, we're sharing this message that, you know, we got an astronaut and an NFL player supporting STEAM education, science, technology, engineering, the arts, and mathematics, because everyone might not want to be a scientist. 
but everyone can fit into Steam. They may be an artist, they may be a culinary, maybe a cook, culinary artist, right? Sure. Graphic artist. Maybe they're going to design something, draw something, or maybe they'll be a radio host that are using their platform to inspire people around the world. So everything is possible, having the right um, access, you know, every zip code getting an opportunity, as well as um, seeing people that look like them doing these incredible things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're with Leland Melvin here, uh, mission specialist on two uh, space shuttle missions, also was drafted in the NFL. Uh, more of a thrill, Leland, uh, that blast off into space or uh, going back to 1984 uh, against James Madison when you had 10 catches for 208 yards and uh, kind of dominated that game. What was more of a thrill? <laughs> well, they were both fantastic because we, we beat the we beat the. Uh, you know, James Madison that day, and that was probably one of my best games ever. And But, you know, there's nothing like hearing that 3-2-1 and those main engines come on, the solid rocket boosters at night, and you are heading off the planet at 17,500 miles per hour. Eight and a half minutes later, you get to space, you undo your seatbelt, and you see the magnificence of our planet, the blues and the greens of the ocean, the, the mountains, the snow-capped mountains. And you're going around the planet every 90 minutes, seeing a sunrise and a sunset every 45. So that those catches at James Madison, <laughs> seeing the planet, <laughs> is, a little, is a little bit different. <laughs> oh yeah, that, definitely. And uh, you uh, you're in the Richmond Athletic Hall of Fame. I'm sure uh, uh, they've had you back to uh, to honor you as a, as an astronaut as well. Um, academic, all-American, uh, your your credentials speak for themselves. But uh, you, the, the training for uh, for being on the space shuttle, I'm sure, is very difficult, and you made it through that. But you couldn't make it through the uh, the NFL training camps without it getting injured. So is the NFL training camps harder than uh, astronaut training? Well, you know, they're different. I mean, I, I, I pull my hamstring muscle, and, and wide receivers and hamstrings, you, sometimes you need a lot of time for those those hamstring muscles to uh, to heal. Sure. And I went from the, you know, I, I pulled my ham in second week in training camp in, in July, and then got cut in October from Detroit, and then I started back with Dallas the next spring. And so, you know, sometimes it's just not enough time. And I realized that I never imagined being in the NFL, but I've always imagined being a scientist or an engineer. And when I pulled it the second time, I felt that that was the end of my, my football career. And so I went ahead and and I think you made a good choice, and I think you kind of did the right thing. Uh, your Lions uh, training camp uh, jersey is in uh, the Football Hall of Fame, so uh, not too many people have their jersey in Canton, and uh, um, so so that so that's an honor. But uh, um, kind of talk about the space program now. Uh, no more space shuttles. Uh, are we kind of missing something, or you know, is there uh, something on the horizon for us space fans uh, that followed the space program for decades and decades? Something we can look forward to? Well, you know, there's a lot of activity going on in the Space Coast. We have Elon Musk flying, the, yep. you know, the Dragon vehicles up. We have the Space Launch System, SLS, that NASA's building. It's going to be a heavy lift rocket that's going to be, you know, uh, more powerful than the Apollo Saturn V. We have Blue Origin. So there's a lot of lot of people building rockets. We, we're looking at the Orion capsule that's going to be tested in the next couple of years to be able to send uh, people on missions for 45 days. So there's there's a lot of really cool stuff happening people don't really know about because of the retirement of the space shuttle. But if they would take a look at the Kennedy Space Center uh, Visitor Center, 
check out the NASA centers and, and look at these concept vehicles like the Mars rover that we have down here at Super Bowl Live. You'll see, you know, the future is very bright for space. I definitely hope so, and I'm, I definitely have faith in that. Uh, wrapping up here with Leland Melvin, uh, mission specialist on two space shuttle uh, uh, launches, and uh, also a uh, he was a great college wide receiver at the University of Richmond uh, Spider. So, uh, uh, Leland, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your insight. Keep spreading the uh, the good word. My brother's a science teacher. He knows the battles that are out there with uh, you know getting science in uh, in people's minds, and it, it's something really the whole family i think has to uh has to kind of champion in uh when kids are in the uh, elementary and middle school so uh, keep doing the good work well tell him to go to lelandmelvin.com i've got some activities for kids to see i've got pictures from space and video and me catching that football in space so uh send them out send them out there you're uh, you're the you're the leading uh wide receiver as far as yardage in space <laughs> there we go. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick. Have a great day. Thanks, Leland. Enjoy Atlanta. Thanks for coming, and uh, well, I'll be following you. I'll send you a note through your website. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks.